if you want to say something bad about Bella Fleck, we can turn off the recording right now and, and you can tell me and then we'll put the recording back on. <laughs> I'm, rec- I'm I'm turning it off right now. Let's let's do that. It's there. It's it's not recorded. Welcome to Something Came from Baltimore. My name is Tom Galker, and I will be your host. Something Came from Baltimore is a jazz, blues, and R and B podcast and radio show, and it's not really about Baltimore. Believe it or not, Something Came from Baltimore is free. It doesn't cost you anything to subscribe and to listen to. Today, we're chatting about a new recording called "Between Dreaming and Joy." from the multi-instrumentalist and educator Jeff Coffin. If you're a fan of Bella Fleck and the Flecktones, then you have already heard Jeff Coffin's work as as one of the Flecktones. Jeff Coffin clocked in 14 years with the amazing Wooten Brothers and Bella Fleck. Currently, Jeff Coffin is working with the Dave Matthews Band, and he's clocked in 14 years with that band also. He's just released a new great album, After the first listen, I was hooked and I wanted to chat with him immediately and I got the chance. The album is called Between Dreaming and Joy and the release date is August 26, 2022 on the Ear Up Records. Before we get into the interview with Jeff Coffin, let's sample a track from the album Between Dreaming and Joy. The song is called Busting Out All Over. this album uh, i guess we're starting here jeff coffin welcome to something came from baltimore <laughs> <laughs> thank you sir <laughs> I, let's start this when i heard this album the very like you know the very first time i heard it i'm like yes i need to interview because this album was a little different than most of the jazz recordings that i'm hearing re- recently it's very playful in some ways it's very percussive and has a world music vibe it's almost like Dave Matthews, if he wanted to record vocals on top of it, it'd be a really cool album of his, so you might want to recommend that. There you go. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> the album's done, Dave. Just put some lyrics to it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a summer record. This is something that would be great with the windows down, the blaring. You know, it would be connected to summer. Summer sucked for a lot of people in America with it being so hot and so crazy. and. You know, people couldn't travel because of expenses and flights being canceled everywhere. So maybe this will extend their summer in a good way, you know, for yeah, the maybe, fall. Maybe fall will now be like summer is supposed to be. So, may, you know, it'll be like, it'll be a fall record. Yeah. <laughs> fall is the new summer. Fall is the new summer. I like that. I, like that. <laughs> so, um, I have every single Bella Fleck album with you guys. Um, oh, nice. Do you ever look at each other and... And look at them and say, dude, I think we're making history here. I think this is clicking in. Well, you know, I don't I don't know that we ever thought like that. Um, you know, I think that we realized that what we were doing was unique and and special and meaningful to a lot of people. Um, 
but you know, I don't know that any musician really thinks that way, quite honest. Well, except for maybe Kanye, but you know. Yeah, he's making art every single day. What are you doing? <laughs> but uh, you know, I think we're all confident musicians, but also, you know, we're just just making music that happened to hit on a certain level with a lot of people. It's kind of like Snarky Puppy. You know, Snarky Puppy mm-hmm. didn't get into it to. Um, you know, to become popular, they got into it because they loved the music they were making. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that's infectious with other people. And look, man, there's a lot of great music out there that, that doesn't really get its due. And when it happens, you know, you got to be grateful for it and ride it as long as you can. And, you know, for me, I've been really fortunate. I think I've had the best two gigs of, of my generation. Yeah, and uh, with Bela, and now with Dave Matthews, I've been with Dave now for fourteen years, and uh, so that's basically been my entire career. I moved to Nashville in '91, started playing with Bela in '97. I was doing you know studio work and live stuff, uh, and my own stuff here uh, previous to that. Um, and you know, knock on wood, man, it continues, and, and I'm able to, you know, continue on for you know another ten or fifteen years doing what I'm doing. If you want to say something bad about Bella Fleck, we can turn off the recording right now, and and you can tell me, and then we'll put the recording back on. <laughs> I'm, rec- I'm I'm turning it off right now. Let's let's do that. It's there. It's it's not recording. <laughs> <laughs> man, there's nothing I could ever say about that man that would be derogatory in any way. I'll tell you, man. You know, I've I've, I've had like the best two leaders I can possibly imagine. <laughs> well, I remember when I first when I first joined the Flectones, um, you know, the audience knew the music better than I did. And uh, I remember the the first gig we did was up in Vermont. And, uh, you know, we're on the way up there. We'd had a couple of really short rehearsals. And I was like, oh, God, I'm so out of my league here. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did a couple of rehearsals, again, short ones. And then we're up, you know, we're going on the bus. And I'm like looking through the music, listening. And I was like, Bale, I said, how am I going to know when to solo? He's like, just look at me. He says, I'll nod to you. <laughs> God, really? Okay. I, so I so I remember, and, and I've told the story a couple of times, after the first gig, you know, I talked to him and I said, hey, man, I said, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate this opportunity. And uh, I, I said, but I'm, I'm cool to go home on a bus tomorrow. He was like, what are you talking about? And I said, man, I said, you guys are in such a different league. And I said, this mu- I said, you know, your audience knows the music better than you do. I mean, that better than I do, rather. And uh, um, I said, you know, I don't want to hold this group back, you know. And he said, he said, dude, he says it sounded great. He says for the first gig that was astonishing, you know. He says go back and listen to the tapes. He said and get some rest. I'll see you tomorrow. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and here's the other thing too that with Bela, like you know, the music is very intricate. It's in weird keys because it's banjo keys. And uh, and it wasn't it wasn't music that I was used to playing uh, harmonically or. Uh, rhythmically, you know, a lot of stuff is in odd meter, meaning it's not in four beats per bar, etc. And uh, and we would go over stuff over and over. And he was so patient, man. I can't even tell you. You know, I'd be like, hey, can we do that again? He'd be like, of course, man. Yeah, whatever, whatever you want. Uh-huh. You know, so that process, um, you know, really showed me a lot about patience um, and how to learn things, kind of the process of it all. And that's, I think, one of the most important things is that to to realize that we're all in process, regardless of what we're doing, we're all in process, and we all work through conflict, and uh, and and when we're in when we're in conflict or when someone else is in conflict, 
you, you need to have compassion for yourself or for other people also and uh and and realize that hey man they're in conflict how can i help service mm-hmm. you dig yeah do you ever get called uh scott from anthrax yes they, oh you get it all the time okay Sometimes. flee from red hot chili peppers never flee never flee a young steve swallow oh no but that's that's interesting he had a punky vibe in the 80s you got to look at some of his pictures he looked yeah yeah, he was a rebel. Playing. Man, Carla Blay is one of my very favorites. You know, her music, uh, that trio um, is is just astonishing. The uh, I realize all these guys were bass players that kind of look like you. So uh, that's kind of weird, right? <laughs> yeah, a little weird. Bass players have that look. A certain look. I hope you're enjoying the interview with multi-instrumentalist former Flectone, current Dave Matthew Band member, Jeff Coffin. And we will get back to that interview in one minute. Remember to subscribe, play, and share the podcast. We want you all to be a part of that Be More Music scene. If you love the Beatles, and I don't know who doesn't, well, we have a sister podcast called The Beatles Come to America. It's a limited-run podcast, about 25 shows, with my co-host, Beatle guru, Brooke Halpin. We turn back the clock and we review all the U.S. album releases, which were different than the current ones that you're listening to now. 65, Something New and Yesterday, Today, and Hey Jude. Don't forget to check out TheBox.com. It's more music and more talk. The Patreon is out. We're through with it. But Venmo's and Cash App is in. We love it. Now let's get back to the interview with my guest, Jeff Coffin. Okay, we're going to get into the record. The album's called uh, Between Dreaming and Joy. The release date is August 26th. It's on the Ear Up Records. And I'm hearing things on this album, and I'm, I hope I'm able to like say, hey, I hear this, I hear that. Pro. I need the pro. Oh, I said to me, in my mind, this is the, the Brecker Brothers produced by Bill Laswell. And then DJ Logic just, like, just takes that song to another level. It's a great song. We're going to play, obviously, we're going to play a, a segment of this song, but can you speak on that? At all. Yeah, so this is the only co-write on the record. There's a, a friend of mine, Alex Clayton, uh, who's a young drummer, lives in Philly now, and he was living in Nashville for a while. And we got to know each other. Uh, he didn't. He wanted to do an interview with me while he was at Belmont University, and so I took him to lunch and we talked and just became really great friends, you know. Um, so we're talking about, you know, let's man, let's hang out, let's 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 write a tune together. And so uh, you know, he was just kind of sitting down on the drums, and I came up with this melody. We recorded it, and. Uh, you know, just got the idea out. And then uh, when it came time to record it, I got these guys in to, to record it. DJ Logic, is I've known Logic for a long time. And uh, we've worked together numerous occasions and recorded. And uh, and I just thought, wow, he'd be he'd be great on this tune. And, and I wasn't wrong. He just, he just brings such an interesting vibe to it, you know, rhythmically and sonically. And he never gets in the way, but he also leads, you know.
you know, I was I, I played pretty much every instrument that I own, and uh, and and because I was doing it all remotely, I could really take my time and go, oh, does this fit? Does this fit? And uh, you know, kind of go from there. Was this a pandemic record, more or less, where you had the, the yeah, more free definitely. time? Definitely. It's, the title track was the first the first tune I wrote um, during the pandemic. It's interesting how this is more of a uplifting, upbeat yeah. album in a time of pandemic. But the, the the title song between Dreaming and Joy was my. So you start off with that ice cream truck, which is awesome. I hear summertime, summertime, and the living is easy. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and then I hear no diggity. Hey oh, hey oh, hey oh, hey oh. Like in there. <laughs> And then you you do a break with, where I hear Duke Ellington's East St. Louis to do. I hear the Steely Dan version. I don't really hear the the, uh, <laughs> the Duke Ellington one. But do do you hear any of that stuff? Uh, no, I don't. But I love that you do. You yeah, know? Nicole. I love that it 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 sparks a lot of these different things. You know? Yeah. It's like that it's, little part to me is is. It's unusual for me to write something like that in particular. It almost kind of like when I hear it, I'm like, oh, that's kind of like and and, and I don't mean to even speak my name with his name, but it's almost kind of like a Brian Wilson moment. Like I like I hear it. and I'm like, oh, harmonically, it's got this kind of thing that you might hear in a Brian Wilson tune. from uh, Dizzy Gillespie. <laughs> well, that's that's uh, that's the percussion Bernardo Aguiar from Brazil, <laughs> and he you know he put on I, I want to say it's like twenty three tracks of percussion. Yeah, he's insane, you know. And uh, I've known him for years. He plays uh, a lot with my buddy Carlos Malta with Pife Moderno, this fife and drum band out of Rio. It's just extraordinary. I, I tell people it's like when I listened to his tracks. It was like if you pulled the earth apart and stuck your head in, that was what you would hear. One more to go, and it's Ruthie. Your flute sounds to me like a Memphis Underground by Herbie Mann. I think, I think <laughs> it's beautiful, man. It's like, you know, I, I, it, it harkens to me uh, a quote from Ornette Coleman. 
It said all listeners are equal in their opinions. <laughs> I really love, you know. It's like when you go in and and you go to a museum and you and you see art and you'll see something in there that that the artist, you know, didn't necessarily think like, oh, this is this is what it is. But I mean, those influences are there. You know, I'm, I, I was a big fan of Ruth Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and for what she stood for and who she was the inspiration that she gave to so many people, especially so many young women. And so that was right around the time that she passed. Thank you for very much for joining me today on Something Came From Baltimore. I hope you enjoyed the interview today with Jeff Coffin. I, and I totally agree with his evaluation between dreaming and joy is a jam. It's awesome. You are going to love it. The show is over. Have a great day. Something came from Baltimore.